Good evening, everybody, and welcome to episode 156 of the Ask the Coach Show, where Ping Skills helps you improve your table tennis. Now, instead of something about the number 156, I'm going to quote an interesting fact from page 156 of a random fact slide deck. An ostrich could run the New York Marathon in 45 minutes. There you go. Now, today, we're going to talk about table tennis balls for robots, tension in the body, um, the ideal serve against the chopper, and patience against defenders. I'm Jeff Plum, and as always, Super Coach Alois Rosario is here with me to answer your questions. Welcome, Alois. Finally, finally something interesting on the numbers facts. Thank you, Jeff. <laughs> You're most welcome. Now, um, do you have anything interesting for us today? Well, you may well be surprised. What is today, Jeffrey? 20th of July. Mm-hmm. I'll give you the date. 20th of July, 1969. Ring a bell. Um, did we land on the moon? Neil Armstrong, you got it. You are good. See, you're, you're, you're really getting good at this, uh, this day in uh, history, Jeffrey. Yes, it's great, isn't it? A man on the moon, who would have thought? Yet, well, exactly. Simple things down here on Earth, Alloys. <laughs> yeah. So, how many years? That's like, what's that? Forty-six years ago. Forty. Forty-six yep, 46. years ago. Is that right? You're getting good at the numbers. <laughs> forty-six years ago, and I don't know, and we still can't get to Europe in less than like twenty-four hours. Really? Come on. Yes. So, you think we should have progressed further in some of these areas, huh? Definitely. What is going on? I we, guess we can go to the moon. <laughs> we can go to the moon. Yeah, I don't know. Who knows? Anyway, Al, I want to talk about the Pan American Games in Toronto. Tell us a bit about these. I don't know much about them, to tell you the truth. But um, <laughs> but the, I, I did get I did get an email today um, from the um, ITTF, and I'm just going to. Um, just thrash around here and find it. Um, but, yeah, the Pan American game started on the 19th. Let me, here we go. I've got it. Um, so 80 players representing 16 countries from North and Latin America um, and uh, playing the Pan, Am- Pan American games in Toronto. So, um, yeah, pretty big event. Um, and the Brazilian men's team will be looking to continue their recent domination of the event. Um, Brazilians really strong, you know, with players like... Uh, Calderano, um, and um, yeah, so it's a big event. Um, start to follow it. We'll put a link um, on there for you with um, some media information and where you can find information on the Pan American Games. Um, support all these sorts of events. It's really, it's really, it's great to see um, players from all around the world. You know, having having their day in the sun as well. Like you know, it's great for to see. Um, the Chinese performing well at the World Championships and, and all that sort of thing. But I think these regional championships are, are fantastic to to see what a region can produce. So we'll put a link on there and um, follow it, get onto it, um, follow your favourite country in the Pan American Games. And I know we get a lot of um, uh, listeners and viewers from the USA, so get onto it. Absolutely. Sounds good. Now, on a slightly different uh, topic, Alois, you mentioned Brazil, and just over the weekend was the 2015 Rubik's Cubes World Championships, and 
I just want to give a big shout out and congratulations to Felix Zemdegs of Australia, who went back to back from the last World Championships to retain his three by three World Championship status, winning the tournament. Well done, Felix. Well done. Well done, and Felix. And that, um, Jeff, you, yes, Jeff, go on. Sorry, no, you no, actually caught up with Felix, haven't you? I have. Yes, I've been to a Ruby's Q comp where he's there. He also won the two by two. He won the four by four, the five by five. Runner-up in the 6x6 six six and the 7x7 seven seven, uh, and won the one-handed as well. So, um, well done you. to Felix. Well done, Felix, indeed. Yes, yeah, so, um, and Felix actually knows about ping skills, if I'm not mistaken, Jeffrey. Uh, he knows a little bit about ping skills, I think, yes. He does. There you go. <laughs> Good on you, Felix. Excellent yeah. work. Well done. Now, let's talk about um, the last Pink Sealers question of the day from Friday, which was, what is your favourite football team? What sort of response did we get here, Alloys? Yeah, so we did get a few responses. And um, on, the, um, uh, on, on Facebook, um, so Thad said Burnley FC, although I live in Ipswich, Suffolk. And um, so Glenn O'Day said Melbourne. Victory most of the time, storm almost all the time, and demons a few times a year. So here we're talking about um, some Australian um, football teams. So the victory is the soccer or the um, football team. Um, storm is a rugby team and uh, sorry, league team, and demons is an Aussie rules uh, football team. So um, nice, nice spread, and I like that, Glenn. Um, Eugene say, says, why football? Isn't this about table tennis? Good point. Who thought of that question? Oh, yeah, that's right. It was me. Um, and anyway, Eugene did say that his favourite football team is Germany anyway. Um, and Dominic said the Wallabies. So, um, And uh, Johanna said, I like the team of Barcelona. And I was very lucky to, um, to visit Barcelona last month and had a chance to go to New Camp the home of uh, Barcelona FC, saw all their trophies, saw Lionel Messi's golden boots and um, and uh, and Ballon d'Ors. Very, very impressive. I was impressed. There you go. Very good. And uh, for me, it's the Geelong Cats. Go Cats. Cats um, for you. Yeah. Now, the Pink Skills question of the day this time is about table tennis. So, um, hopefully that will please you. Who was that that said that comment? <laughs> Can't remember. But anyway, the question of the day is, what is the coldest temperature you have played table tennis in? So, let us know. Get involved. Go to the Facebook page or go to the pingskills.com website and click on the blog link. Love to hear your thoughts. All right, now we've got a lot of good questions today, Aloy, so I'm looking forward to uh, hearing your thoughts on some of these. First up, a question from Jeff who says, I would like to start using my table tennis robot, but the manual says I should put balls into lukewarm water to minimise the chance of it clogging up the robot. Is it necessary? Can I just use a wet cloth to wipe each ball before I put them into the basket? Yeah, so Jeff, I think it's probably one of those instructions that, um, you know, the manufacturers trying to protect themselves to make sure that, um, you know, that you don't get any dust or dirt into the machine. Um, 
I mean, you don't really need to clean them that much or, or well, you know, like, just make sure that you do. Um, yeah. Oh, you're yeah, just cutting out again, Matt. Yeah, we've lost you, Alois. You're gone. Um, but I think what you're saying is that you, it's just okay as long as you don't have too much dust on them. So just get the dust off them and then they will be fine. All righty. Now, while Alois is gone, I will push on with the next question, which is from Romeo. And Romeo says, I've seen you guys talk about not tensing your arm during a stroke, but what about the body? Should we relax our feet too, or should they be tense? Hello. 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 Are you there? Oh, can you hear me? I can just hear you, but I can't see your picture. You've gone. No, I can't even hear you there. No, you can't hear you at all. (laughs) So, Romeo, the basic answer to this is you're better off being relaxed. If you tense your arm or your whole body, you're actually, your muscles are working against you. If your muscles are nice and relaxed, then they can move really fast. And if you tense up, it's kind of hard and you've got to work against your muscles. So it's better to be nice and relaxed and then you can move your arms fast. And so it's the same with the rest of your body. Nice and relaxed. Of course, when you're moving, you have to use your muscles, but you don't want them to be tense when you're not using them. So nice and relaxed. And then as you move with your legs, you can push off with them. And as, you know, in your forehand, you're just nice and relaxed and then you can really use great power. Are you back, Alois? No, we've lost him. He's gone. All right. So, yeah, so everybody, it's really important to try and stay nice and relaxed when you're playing so you can, you know, utilize the full power without working against yourself. So thanks for that question, Romeo. Now, next up is a question from Jared who says, I was wondering what is the ideal serve placement, speed, and spin to use against choppers. Now, Jared, the thing to remember here is that there's no ideal serve against one single opponent. Different opponents will like different serves. But if I was going to give some advice against a chopper, I would say do a short serve that's going to bounce twice because that way you've got to bring them in close to the table. And then when they make their return, play your aggressive forehand topspin. And then it's difficult for them to get back um, and get into a rhythm chopping because you've brought them in close to the table and then suddenly you've hit a fastball and to be able to chop that, they need to be quite deep. So it'll force them to move in and out quickly. So that's a really good tactic. So, yeah, try getting a serve that bounces twice on their side of the table and then make a strong attack next. I've found that to be a really effective tactic against choppers. Okay, now Shant has the next question. And Shant says, I am more of an attacking player, and in a regular game, I'll only attack. My opponent can always chop and chop and chop, but I run out of patience. So can you please tell me what to do? What to do so I don't run out of patience? Now, Shant, this is a great question, and... I'm just going to check if Alois is back. Alois, are you back? 
you kind of back. You're a bit um, just uh, gone a little bit. Go again. Hello. 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 You're, you're kind of back, Alois. No, uh-huh. he's gone again. No, gone again. So with the patience, I guess it's just, you know, a, a state of mind that you need to, to have here, Shant. Um, you just need to not run out of patience. I mean, try and think about making, uh, and some, some ways you can do things differently are uh, to maybe attack a few balls and then play a short ball to bring them in closer. So again, similar to the tactics against a chopper. And that way you're moving them in and out and making it difficult for them just to get back in their rhythm and continue chopping. So you're mixing the game up for them. But again, I think, you know, if you just think I'm just going to keep on attacking, keep on attacking until I draw a mistake from them, then you won't run out of patience. Just think I'm just going to keep playing one extra ball. Just have that determination. So, yeah, it's a number of different things. You can, you can think about your mental state, but you can also think about tactics to, if you want to try and sh- shorten the points. So bring them in close and then attack them out wide. Try playing to different spots, go into their middle, just disrupt their rhythm to make it harder for them so they can't just sit back and play that chopping game. Hopefully some of those uh, thoughts help you out, Shant. Okay, now Johan has asked a question. He says, since Alois is gone and my Ping Seals club mate needs advice, let's do a one-time Ask the Webmaster segment. What information and general stuff should a club website contain? Oh, great question, Johan. Now, I think that a club website, the most important thing it has to have right up on the front page is the address and a big contact number. I mean, anytime someone's looking at the club, they're thinking, I want to go there. So that you need to have right up the front the address and the phone number. I've seen lots of web pages where you go and it's got lots of information, but it's really hard to find out where it, the club actually is located and how to contact them. So they're the two must-have things right up front on a club website. Um, other stuff I like to see on websites is, you know, what events are on. Um, yeah, so, you know, during the week, what happens? Is there any coaching I can go to? Is there, you know, a social day where I can just turn up and play? So just a, just a schedule of general things happening at the club. That's, that's great to see. And then also, you know, featuring, you know, performances from your players is also good because that promotes your club and promotes the players and everyone likes to see that. So they're, they're just a few of the things that I like to see on a club website. Great question, Johan. Alrighty, well, this has been an interesting show. We lost Alloy, so I've had to answer some of the questions. Um, I hope you've enjoyed it anyway. We will try and get Alloy's back and his words of wisdom for tomorrow night's show. But in the meantime, enjoy your table tennis. Oh, it sounds like he's back. Hello, Alloy's. Hello. Hello, I'm back. What a great show that was, Jeff. It was a great show, wasn't it? Excellent. Just uh, no, can't hear you again. Gone again. Anyway, thanks everybody for watching the show. A bit of a a different show this time. Hopefully, you got something out of it anyway. And hopefully, we'll be back tomorrow night with Alois's words of wisdom. 
Thanks for watching and we will catch you tomorrow. See you everyone. Bye.